You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. The episode I'm going to be talking about today is in regards to a question that I got asked from last week's episode. So I thought I would just record the answer to it because it was such a good question. But first, I want to just thank you to everyone who has been sending me messages and everyone takes the time to leave a review if you listen to the show. I would really appreciate it, guys, if you could leave me um, a review. If you listen to the show, if you enjoy it, I love reading the reviews. And I wanted to share one that I just got from um, an awesome person named Mike. And he said, Ashley's energy and joy, it's absolutely contagious. Ever since I first connected with her, I've been magnetized to her positive approach to life and business, a must listen. So thank you, Mike, for leaving that awesome review. I love it. So Yes, guys, if you're listening to this, if you enjoy these episodes, please let me know. Love if you left me a review. Um, if you want to even come into the Facebook group and be a part of the conversation, please do that. You can find us at uh, facebook.com slash group slash with Ashley May Fernandez. And I'd love to have you in the group too. And I go live in the group when I do these episodes so you can actually ask me questions in real time. And it's just a fun, fun thing. So I'm very excited to answer this question. So the question came from one of the listeners and one of the Facebook group members. Her name is Lacey. And so Lacey said, hey, Ashley, I just listened to your episode on the hard work lie. I noticed several areas that I can really relate to, such as people pleasing and looking for the next course or program because I'm trying to prove myself and don't feel good enough. So now that I've identified these areas, do you have any suggestions on overcoming these? Um, Then maybe that will be covered in a future episode. So yes, here it is. And I really wanted to actually come live and do an episode on this because I actually made this mistake a lot. So when I first started getting into mindset work and I was first introduced to the way that our brains operate, what I found myself doing was I would become aware right? I'd become aware, which is the first stage. I would become aware that I had this and it was causing some negative emotion. And then because it was a negative emotion, I started taking a negative action and then I would get a negative result or something I did not want. Self-sabotage was really big on me and it's still something I do quite often. I'm not even going to lie. I still see myself sometimes in these patterns. And so I have to realize those things. But What I would do and what most people do, which I do not recommend, is when we have a negative feeling and we start to become aware of this negative pattern, we immediately go into what I call resistance. We're like, oh my God, I don't want to feel this way. So I just need to change my thought. I just need to change my thought. I just need to change it. And so we try to like put on this new thought, this other thought, right? And then what ends up happening is we don't really believe the new thought. So I'm going to just go out and be super controversial about this. This is why I do not like affirmations. 
I do not think affirmations actually benefit for you, benefit you. I think they hinder you because this is what affirmations usually do. Now, again, affirmations in and of itself is not bad, but the way that we use them, I don't think actually benefits us. So what does that mean? So a lot of the times I'll see people come up with a thought of, I am a procrastinator. Let's just say that's the thought, right? They're like, oh, I am a procrastinator. And they're wearing that as an identity. So then they realize, oh, that's actually a bad thought. I don't want to think that anymore. So let me change it. So then what they'll do is they'll go to the complete opposite and they'll say, I'm not a procrastinator. And then they try to really, truly say that over and over again. They write little sticky notes and they put them on the mirror and like all these things. But what ends up happening is they just end up working harder on trying to believe this new thought that they don't actually believe. Like they just, and then they start again, self-sabotaging and beating themselves up because then they like get really angry that they keep saying this mantra over and over again. And they keep looking at this affirmation, but they don't feel any different. They feel like they're actually working even harder to believe the new thought and they never truly believe it. So I tell you that because this is one of the biggest things that I see. This is the number one thing that I see. And this is one thing I did all the time. It was like, as soon as I felt some negative emotion, I immediately was like, oh my God, I don't want to feel negative. I want to resist this. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. And we all know that what you resist will persist, right? If you resist it more, it causes more. It's crazy. And so... The solution to this, like the whole reason why this question is, how do you overcome these areas? You have to try on what I call a neutral thought. So a neutral thought is something that you really truly can believe. Like you have a positive feeling when you say it and there's no doubt. Let me give you an example. One of my clients, actually, she had a goal to get, I think it was seven people into a program. She's like, my bare minimum is I want seven people into the program. And she had so much mind drama around this. She kept thinking, there, I, I don't have enough leads. There aren't enough people. Not enough people want this. I don't think I'm going to be able to get seven people. Like, it was just all of these thoughts. So I said, huh, what if you believed I'm capable of getting seven people into this program? And when I said that, she was like, oh, that actually feels really good. I'm like, do you believe you're capable of getting seven people in this program? She's like, absolutely, I do, 100%. So I, we gave her kind of a neutral thought. And then let's say she goes and she starts really truly embodying that thought because she subconsciously believes it and it produces a positive emotion in her. She then will go and take the action that will prove she is capable of getting seven people. So what does that mean? She's gonna show up and do things. And I will tell you, this client of mine has, we went from never talking about her program at all to she is consistently talking about her program and telling them about her program almost like three or four times a week. Like she is consistently talking about it and her energy is so different in a very good way. She's showing up and she is excited to talk about this program. She's like, look, seven people's lives are going to be changed by this program. Like she is showing up in such a different energy. Because she is believing I am capable of getting seven people and makes her feel empowered. So that's the first thing that I would say do is what is a neutral thought that you can try on versus something that is 
the complete opposite that you aren't truly going to believe on a subconscious level and that you're actually going to create more work for you to do. And that's like another thing, like in the personal development space, I, I think it's very difficult. I even the personal development space. I even think like a lot of the marketing, right? Like a lot of people market and they'll use a lot of fear and shame and pain points in their marketing. And While I don't think you shouldn't talk about pain, right? Your clients are in pain. They wouldn't be hiring you if they didn't have a problem. But when you are only talking about that and then you're giving them a quick fix, like you just need to change your perspective, that's not really doing anything for them. It's not doing anything in their brain except for causing more guilt and shame because they still think they're doing something wrong. You have to give them that middle ground. And that middle ground sometimes I feel is just taking steps to reach the big, huge thought that you truly can't believe right now that you want to eventually believe. So that is like the one step that I would recommend. And then the second thing that I used to do, oh my gosh, I still laugh about this. I still do it sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. I still do it sometimes, but I have to catch myself is I would, instead of believing something that wasn't, that was the complete opposite, I would 100% just try to change this. So I would go try and do something that would change the negative feeling. So if I felt anxious, I would try to just go run. I would just go try to take my mind off something. I would just go try and do something else to get rid of this feeling, but that never worked because then when I sat still, the next time I sat still, lo and behold, that feeling would start coming back. And the, then my mind would just start racing with spiraling from thoughts. Like I don't have my notebook in front of me. Just even yesterday, I was feeling very anxious and I was having a thought and I sat down and I just was like, okay, I need to just brain dump every single one of my thoughts out, out of my head. So I just started writing every single thought that came up without judgment. I just wrote out every single thought. And when that thought was negative, I just let all the negativity go out and I just I put it there and then I crumpled it up and I threw it away. Like I was like, nope, don't even want to look at it. I just needed to get them out of my head. The second thing that I would do is I would resist the emotion. So same thing, you would resist the thought, you would resist the emotion. And I didn't actually sit with the emotion. A lot of us are really scared to sit with emotions. So if I felt anxious, I just would sit in my chair and I would just let myself be anxious. Because I think it's scientifically proven a feeling only lasts, I think it was like 23 seconds. Like if you looked at your body, if your body was on a scanner and the the chemical, whatever that happens in your body, like the neurons and like the, the energy in your body when you have an emotion actually only lasts 23 seconds. But it persists because again, you start spiraling in all your thoughts and then you try to resist the thoughts and... It it happens. So I want to encourage you to sit with your feelings. Like just sit with your feeling. If you feel anxious, just sit there and literally let yourself just feel the feeling. Just feel the feeling. Just feel it. Right? Just feel that feeling. And what you're gonna realize is when you actually start to feel your feelings and you let them be there. What's going to end up happening is it's not going to be that scary anymore. And you're going to be okay actually feeling that feeling. And on top of that, you're going to realize that it's just a vibration in your body and that 
it's only going to last a little bit and then you can get going on with your day. And if you don't release those emotions, if you don't let those emotions like kind of run their course and you resist them, that is when a lot of other things can happen just in your body. I could totally bring on one of my clients, Daniela. She is a movement coach for people with autoimmune disease. And she talks about this all the time of that, like, you hold emotion in your body. If your shoulders are tense, you're holding some type of emotion in your body. It manifests and shows up in your body. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. So just sit with your feelings. Actually feel your feeling. Do not resist it. Just literally sit in it and feel it. And it's going to be scary. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't last very long. And that's something I used to do all the time because I was told growing up that feelings were weak. If you cried, you were weak. You were emotional, you were weak. And I had that totally built into my brain. And if you are a coach, if you are a coach and you are not emotionally mature to be able to hold space for your clients, guess what you're going to help them do? You're going to help them continue to resist their negative emotion. When my clients come to me and they're feeling negative and they're feeling just like all kinds of ways, I'm never like, all right, let's just fix this so you can feel positive again. No, I literally show them the awareness of their thought patterns that are creating that emotion. And then I'm just like, let's just sit, feel it for a minute. I'll feel it with you, right? Let's just sit and feel it and breathe. Let's just breathe in it for a moment. Let's just feel it. And then I even ask them sometimes to describe what it feels like. Is it a tightening in your chest? Is it a tightening in your stomach? And this was something that I learned from Burt Castillo that was so helpful. Like when you can actually feel and describe the feeling, it's, it almost like it doesn't have power over you anymore. It's weird, but it's, you don't really have the power of you. But yeah, just feel the feelings. Like don't be so quick to try to be in a positive state because you're just going to be resisting. So those are the two biggest things that I would say can help overcome something that you're trying to overcome. And then the third thing, and I'm not just saying this because I am a coach, but I'm saying it because it really, truly, truly, truly helps to have someone else who can see your blind spots. Because I can do um, like self-coaching all day long. I can do self-hypnosis all day long. But there are so many times where when I'm talking to my coach that they'll see something that I didn't see and it was something really big because I'm so close to it and because I'm so much in my head that being able to have someone hold space for you and really listen for you and not try to solve your problem. That's another thing that I feel like a lot of coaches try to jump in and solve the problem for you versus letting you actually work through it and seeing the solution yourself. That's not only for coaches, that's for leaders, like true leaders, like true leaders allow you to come to the conclusion and the solution yourself. They're just guiding you to it, right? They're not like being the hero or the savior. I could go on and on about this in the coaching world, but it's interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people who are coaches aren't really coaches. They're just like, they're consultants, but they're calling themselves a coach. And then they don't have the emotional maturity or the emotional capacity to be able to hold space for people without judgment and without their own biases and their own projections. And I'm going to admit, I was 100% this person. When I first started my business, I didn't I call myself a coach, but I didn't really like, I just always wanted my clients to feel good. And I always wanted them to like get results. And so I just 
coach them on a lot of strategy and I didn't really hold space for them emotionally because I also was not doing the work at that time. And you can see, like you can see these things. And that's the third one really is truly having a coach who is emotionally mature. Now, let me, I'm going to go down this tangent and rabbit hole for a second, because there are a few signs that I've seen online that can really tell you who is an emotionally mature person. Okay. So a few things that I've seen like with coaches, because I've worked with several coaches and some great experiences, some not so great experiences. I've also worked with clients who were coaches and I've seen they're messy in the back end and their messy mind. Some of the things that I would look for is a lot of what I've seen is when people really truly are working on themselves and they are really strong in their mindset and they're, they are emotionally mature. This is not always the case, but these are just some things I see. A lot of those people have well-rounded lifestyles. So for example, they take care of their health they take care of their family and they also have, they're doing great in their business. It's, I don't like to use the word balance, but it's in harmony. If you see someone showing up consistently online and all they're doing is selling and all they're doing is sharing their results, not really, I've never really worked with someone who is in a good emotional space to be able to coach me who that is how they're marketing. Again, you guys know that I'm a firm believer that your messaging and your marketing is a reflection of your mindset. So you can see these things in their marketing and in their messaging. If they are constantly showing up and talking about them 24-7, they're not sharing anything personal. I get it. If you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you're like, no, my personal life is private, whatever. But if they're not sharing anything personal, nothing personal, sometimes that's a red flag. Another thing is if they are in like overly emotional to the point where it's almost kind of drama not really a good sign to me so if they're they're showing up and there's and I'll even say this too and they're constantly saying I'm just going to be vulnerable with you I'm going to be authentic with you anyone who is truly vulnerable and authentic does not have to say that they are being authentic and vulnerable people will see it most of the time if you're saying that you're saying it in a manipulative way just my opinion Y'all know I have strong opinions. That is what I've seen. I've worked with several people, several coaches. I've seen so many of these things, but that is usually what I see. That's usually a red flag to me. If someone is so incredibly over-emotional and it's not balanced, like it's always a sob story. It's always something going on. To me, that is usually a red flag. Another thing Another red flag to me is if they talk badly about somebody else to make themselves look good. Mm, I'm stepping on some toes up in there. If you have to bring other people down or call other people out to make yourself feel good, and it's the, I understand if it's just like one person because sometimes events happen and you want to call that person out. I know that's different. But if you're constantly like constantly always putting others down to make yourself feel good, that is usually a red flag. They do not have emotional maturity to me. So there could be some others. I don't want to go down, keep going. But that is some of the things that I see. Oh, I'm going to have one last one. This one's very big. If they also are not consistent. They're not consistent. That's a really big one because a lot of times when I feel people aren't 100% consistent, 
is because they have a lot of stuff going on in their mind. And if they aren't consistently showing up for themselves, they're not really going to consistently show up for you. The way you do one thing is the way you do all things. Like, again, I understand things happen in life. Maybe something really horrific happened and you want to take space. That is fine. 100%. Please take care of yourself. But if you are constantly on this, like, I'm going to show up for a month. I'm not going to show up for a month. I'm going to show up for a month. I'm not going to show up for a month. If you're on that roller coaster, that's a sign. So pay attention to that. And I'll, I'll be dead honest with you guys. When earlier this year, when I wasn't showing up consistently, it's because I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind, a lot of mindset drama, a lot of stuff going on emotionally, and it affected my clients. And I knew it did. I even had one of my clients who is just amazing. She literally called me out on it. She goes, you don't, it doesn't feel like you want to be here. And I said, you know what? It's true. I do not want to be here in this moment. And I am so sorry for that. I am going to own up to that and I am going to apologize. And I know that's the work that I need to do. And guess what? I did the work because I had an obligation to them. I had a responsibility to them because they were my client. And that to me is like ownership and leadership. And, but it's something I've gone through personally. And I also made a decision not to bring on clients, any other new clients at that time. Because I just was not in the space to serve them the best. So just pay attention, guys. Pay attention online. (laughs) Just do it. Pay attention. And if there are people, also, I'll say this too. If you are working with a coach, because this has happened to me. If you're working with a coach and they confide in you about their other clients and they say negative things about their other clients to you as a client, big red flag. There's no telling what they're saying about you to their other clients. But I've had this happen 100% to me where this coach talked, talked badly about other people, like other clients to me. And that, that situation did not end well. So just, again, pay attention. Okay. I hope this answered the question. <laughs> I know I go on my rabbit holes. I love it. Sometimes I'm like Alice in Wonderland of business, I think. But it's something I think is super important. And it's a lot of work that I've done. But those are the first three steps, I would say, is to try to think of a neutral thought and really practice that neutral thought. And then also do not resist the emotion. Like literally let yourself feel the emotion. Let yourself get rid of the, not get rid of, but let yourself like express the emotion is the word that I was looking for. Let yourself express the emotion. And then also try really hard to find someone who can help you see those blind spots and who again can hold the emotional space with you for you without judgment. That's a really hard thing to do, guys. And most coaches out here do not do it. Sometimes I don't do it well. I'm telling myself, I tell you right now, sometimes, sometimes I'll coach a client and I'm like, wow, that was really more of my projection than them. So I sometimes have to just shut my mouth up and then just ask them some questions. And I never, ever assume things either. It's something I used to do a lot before I really like, really started doing the work on myself. Yeah. That's it. I hope this was super helpful. Please let me know if this was helpful. I also want to let you guys know that if you uh, listen to this show and you love it and you are just wondering how in the world you can work with me, I just want to let you know about my Shift to Sell program. I'm actually transitioning it now 
to no longer be a one-on-one program and to be a group coaching hybrid program. And it is something that I am so passionate about, guys. I have done so much work and I am bringing it to this program in a new way, but I'm so excited about it because I've seen what being in a group can really do for people and having that support and having that just safe space for you to come and build relationships and to really, truly talk through a lot of the things you're going through and getting feedback from so many incredible brains is just, I just don't think there's anything else like it, to be honest. And that's the biggest reason why I decided to transition this into a group, because I think magic happens in a group. I really think it does. But if you are interested in this program, it is going to be a four-month group coaching hybrid program. And basically what we're going to be doing is going through my DAISY framework. My DAISY framework is my signature method that I go through to be able to help you create messaging that will help you bring in consistently. And I know like eventually it'll get you to the point where you don't even have to do a sales call, but you can still do sales calls, guys. But it's just a process for you to be able to put out content that is evergreen, that does the work for you. So you're not constantly having to show up 24-7 to get leads, to get sales. And so it's going to be a repeatable process to be able to bring in leads, but not only bring in leads, but bring in leads that are already pre-sold. You're already telling them about your offers in your content. You're already calling them out in their content to where when they come to you, You're not wasting time on sales calls with people who aren't a good fit, with people who tell you they can't afford you. You're not going to be having these feast or famine months. Can we all talk about that for a hot second, right? The feast or famine months where you may have a $12,000 a month and then you have a $3,000 a month for two months and three months, who knows? Then you have another like $15,000 a month and then it's like back down to the $2,000 a month. And then you are just in this constant roller coaster of mind drama, trying to figure out why it's not consistent. This process is going to be able to help you bring in consistent leads. It's going to cut down the amount of time that you personally have to show up. It's giving you not only the way to create this content, but also the way to be able to put it in a process and a strategy to where it is working for you behind the scenes. It's incredible, guys. I'm so pumped about this. This is This is my heart. This is my brain all wrapped up into this program. This is going to be my signature program. This is going to be the only program that I offer from here on out because it is so important. And not only are we going to take you through the framework, but we are also going to heavily work on mindset. I actually have another coach that's going to be coming in who is super heavy in mindset as well as sales. So you are going to have so much support around mindset because that's your mindset comes first. You are the common denominator in every single result that you get. You have to work on you. You have to work on you. Like mindset is so important. Strategy is also important, but mindset is 80%. Like 80%. I even just posted on my Facebook page the other day. Of, I, the reason why I think people are not getting the success that they're getting is because of a belief that they have. Something belief of some sort, not really the strategy. And almost every person agreed. So many people commented on that. Yep, 100%. I totally agree with you. But why aren't more people working on themselves? 
blows my mind. So anyways, if you are interested in this, the perfect fit person for this is someone who is at the six-figure mark or close to it. You have a one-on-one or group coaching program. Um, You are a coach, strategist, or consultant. And you've had a few people go through your program. I, I would say at least five to seven. So you have data on who is a good fit for this program of yours. And you really feel like you're an expert at what you do. You know that what you have is important to the world, but you were called to share this information with the world, but you were just really stuck on how to actually get in front of the people who want what you offer, can afford what you offer and who need what you offer. That is what this program is all about. So if you are interested in this program, I would love to invite you to join us. We are going to be starting in mid-January. It's going to be incredible. If you're interested in this, please just send me a message on Facebook. I'm Ashley Mae Fernandez on Facebook. And just let me know that you're interested in the Shift to Sell program. Or if you want to come join the Facebook group, I'm going to be talking a lot about it in the Facebook group. If you have any questions, uh, you can find us there. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you all have the most amazing day and we will see you next week on the No Partner Round Show. Bye. Oh, friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.